back to Mortgageonomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you're from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604-800-9593. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back everyone. Today's headliner topic, I'm going to talk about temporary residence, mortgage qualification, and foreign buyer tax. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. With all the talk about inflation, supply chain issues, and rising interest rates these days, I feel like we're kind of getting lost in the weeds um, or, or like more distracted. And by we, I mean me and you, the general consumers, the average Joes, the everyday working people. So here we are in what seems to be in a, in my opinion, in a permanent state of crisis. Uh, one that has remained in virtually the same state as when the term affordability crisis first started being coined back in the, the early 90s, I think, the early 90s. Who knows, maybe sooner or maybe a little bit later. But really, what we've done all along, like like stubborn people, is uh, look at ways on how we can fix the problem of affordability from the demand side of the equation. For instance, let's look at mortgage rules, which is clearly a major lever um, on the demand side of the real estate equation. It all started back in 2008 when the financial crisis hit. Um, Back then, uh, or just before 2008, you were able to purchase a home with a 5% down payment regardless of what the purchase price was, and and you could amortize the mortgage back in the day to uh, 40 years, just, just before 2008. So this was the uh, pre-2008 era. Um, This can truly be classified as the the good old days. Okay, It's like the new good old days standard. But fast forward to today. Since 2008, we've reduced the amortization from 40 years to 25 for high ratio lending. This is for purchases with down payments of less than 20%. But we've still maintained 30-year amortizations for conventional lending, which is... uh, 20% 20% or higher. In 2010, we reduced the refinancing limit from 95% to 80% and increased the minimum down payment to purchase a rental property from 10% to 20%. In 2012, the minimum down payment threshold for properties of 1 million or greater was increased to 20% from 5%. In 2015, the scale down payment uh, down payment ladder was introduced. Um, up to $500,000 and 10% thereafter up to a million and and so on. Then in 2016, the uh, stress test came into play for high ratio lending. From that day on, people were qualifying for mortgages at a rate that was 2% higher than their contract rate. Soon after in 2018, the stress test spilled over into conventional lending and here we are today. So you would think that after all of this, things would have stabilized um, Canada's juggernaut real estate markets. And I'm speaking mainly Toronto and Vancouver, right? Um, well, we all know the answer to that. 
Um, but to be honest, I think the mortgage changes that I just outlined there, I think they were absolutely necessary and uh, were a good thing, but for various other personal financial reasons. Um, like it, it certainly did put Canadians in better footing when purchasing a property. It, it eliminated the temptation for many to finance and, and refinance um, like drunken sailors. And, and that is clearly a good thing and probably one of the rare times that I will agree with the term save us from ourselves. You know, when a government steps in and mandates a set of rules that truly are in society's best interest. So good good for that uh, but I, I won't give them too much credit as I really don't know if it was by design I think the government initially set out to save itself from itself but ended up being a good thing for society in the end anyway so the mortgage rule change era came and ended up staying with us um, all of the changes I've just mentioned are still in effect as we all know, since uh, 2008, real estate continued to rise. Uh, so the powers to be, the, the directors of our moral fiber, our government officials, uh, once again started to tinker with the demand side of, of the real estate equation. But this time they started tinkering with the residential tax variable part of the equation. They saw an opportunity to increase their coffers and uh, pull Canadians out of the affordability crisis by introducing the foreign buyer tax in Canada's two major cities, Vancouver and Toronto. Fast forward that to today. And uh, yeah, I don't think that worked either. So do you see a pattern here? I do. Like all, all of the compromises that have been made in countless efforts to achieve some type of reversal in the affordability curve uh, have come on the backs of the people and uh, you know they have all failed. If, in fact, the objective was to stabilize a real estate market, right, they failed. So more than ever, it's time to look on the supply side of the equation. So I've been saying this for like forever. And by that, I'm not generally concluding that we need to simply build our way out of this crisis, which, by the way, I kind of do think that's what we have to do. But before we do that, we need to lay the foundation first. And I, I mentioned this in a past episode last year, I think, and I said that it it is mainly the municipal governments that need to be analyzed and critiqued when it comes to housing. Not the provincial or federal, but don't entirely hold back with the federal government and the provincial governments as well. Like I would personally lobby for a reduction of GST for first-time home buyers all day long. But back to my point here. So stop patting the, the federal government of your choice on the back. Stop patting these guys on the back when they introduce useless housing initiatives during their re-election campaign. Super, total, useless, utter crap um, housing policies. This is truly vote bait. And we continuously fall for it time after time. The problem is at your city hall. And finally, the federal government is even disclosing it as they've indirectly released a report from CMHC that supports this argument. Go Google it. CMHC housing report, something like that. Just came out like last week. The report basically states that at least 20%, 20% of the purchase price of a new condo is fees and taxes that are built in by various levels of government. <clears throat> It's easy and convenient to pop 
pile on the builders and developers. But at the end of the day, I think their margins are pretty fair. You know, according to the report, okay, their profit margins are in the 10 to 15% range. So 10 to 15% on a large sum of money. That, that's huge. I get it. And, and now ask yourself this 10 to 15%. Is, is this greedy to you? Like seriously, we live in a capitalist society here. You're going to hate on a business because they're making a whopping 15% off of you? I mean, the 15% is the lower end of a good profit margin. Ask any accountant that. So my point here is that the governments are winning all the way to the bank. And we're not holding them accountable. Like, get the pitchforks out, people. Head to your local municipality. That's the first place we should start looking to address the affordability crisis. Start calling these local politicians out and policy makers. The same can be said about the taxes that are added to your fuel charges, but that's that's a topic for another discussion. So yeah, that's my two cents on that. Like uh, federal, provincial, and especially you, the little forgotten municipal government. Do your part to curb inflation and ease the affordability crisis. Ease back on the permit process for new builds. Talk to any contractor about the ridiculous fees that you need to pay to rezone, subdivide, or even build a deck on your home, your aging home. You want examples of highway robbery? Go to your municipal governments. Not talked about enough, but... uh, this is also an inflationary item that goes unaccounted for into perpetuity. Like this, we got to start calling this out. I can't state this enough. Going forward, we need to focus on the supply side of the real estate equation. We basically overstudied and worked the demand side of the equation to the limit. I think we're good. I think we're good there on that part of the equation. Otherwise, get used to rejection. Rejection from being accepted into the Vancouver real estate market and also other rising markets in Canada. Make sure this dynamic doesn't come to your neighborhood, wherever you're listening from. Not being a Debbie Downer here, just uh, calling a spade a spade. If owing the uh, owning the roof over your head is a priority, start talking and posting about this. I think it's the the single most important action that is not being addressed. Urge your local and provincial politicians to start focusing on the supply side. It may not feel like it now, but just a heads up. Okay, Uh, according to another report released by uh, RBC this week as well, by 2024, Canada will have increased its population by 1.3 million people through immigration. And this, this accounts for apparently an additional 555,000 new households. And you don't have to be good at math to understand how this will impact the supply and demand equation of Canadian real estate. And prior to this recent immigration surge, over the past decade alone, Canada's population has grown over twice as fast as the average of its peer countries in the OECD. And this is uh, the OECD. This is an organization of the wealthiest countries in the world. Currently, there's like 38 countries in this group. Really, the demand for real estate should not come as a surprise 
to people. Okay, the, the demand is here right now. It, and it, it doesn't feel like it, but it's always been here and it will persist into the future. It's simply, <clears throat> at the moment, it's on pause. And uh, this isn't a crazy statement. It's, uh, it's legit. So heads up, uh, start talking about this, post about it. Um, let's, let's start looking and, and working on the supply side of the real estate equation in Canada. Okay, let's move on and talk about today's headliner topic. Temporary residence, mortgage qualification, and foreign buyer tax. All right, here's what you need to qualify for a mortgage if you are new to Canada. This is just a summary of the, the main points. Um, you know, there's uh, we, can, we can kind of uh, magnify each point, but I uh, don't have time to do that. So here are the main points. A valid work permit. Okay, that's the obvious one. So it must remain valid until the completion date of your home purchase. Okay, this is very important. If your work permit is not valid on the day you complete the home purchase, the lender will collapse the approval and you will lose your deposit and could potentially be liable for other losses incurred by the seller. Okay, you don't want that kind of welcome to Canada. Okay, so make sure your valid uh, your permit is valid so it does not expire. Next point, uh, a minimum down payment of 5% is required when purchasing a home in Canada. But once you reach a purchase price of 500000 it increases as follows. follows. So I've mentioned this before in my little preamble here. Uh, 5% up to 500000 then 10% on the balance that exceeds five hundred, all the way up to $1 less of $1 million. And as soon as you hit $1 million, it's 20% down payment. Anything above two point two five, give me a call because um, the scale down payment varies with uh, all the lenders in Canada. Next point, uh, employment is required. Okay, so there, there was a time where you put 35% down payment and we would check your pulse over the phone somehow and um, you would be granted a mortgage, no questions asked. Those days, my friends, are gone, okay? Um, employment is required, must be full-time, and tax deductions must be made at source. So this basically means that you cannot be self-employed unless you have satisfied the minimum self-employment tenure in Canada of two years. Okay, So you must be employed for at least one month and be able to provide evidence of two complete and successive pay cycles. Got it? All right. Next point, most lenders allow new to Canada mortgage qualification privileges if you remain a temporary resident within a five-year time frame. Okay, so after five years, only a select few lenders will consider you as a temporary resident, at which point your minimum down payment may substantially increase to 35%. So heads up on that, unless you have naturally transitioned to permanent residency where you can maintain the minimum scale down payment requirements as listed above. So remember that, do not overstay your status as a temporary resident, okay? You have a five-year period where you can carry that, that title around, that status of being a temporary resident, five years. Um, but yeah, there are some lenders that will consider it. So it, continue to inquire with me if, if you are in your sixth or seventh year and, and we'll see what we can do. Um, next point, one of the main privileges to the new to Canada mortgage qualification program is that it loosens the personal credit history requirements. This is probably the main one. 
Um, the program recognizes that temporary residents may not have established credit history in Canada and therefore significantly reduce its qualification thresholds as such. If you do not have Canadian bank credit cards and loans, lenders will allow you to provide alternative sources instead, um, you know, such as letter of reference from your landlord, maybe uh, past cell phone bill, utility bills, letter of reference from your bank, from the country you departed from, and then things like that. Um, very, uh, very important to uh, have some alternative sources there. Uh, my next little point here, do temporary residents have to pay the foreign buyer tax? Um, very good question. The answer is yes and no. Okay, as you will discover, Canada is a broad landscape with different real estate markets and varying taxation policies from province to province and city to city. Um, in most cities across Canada, temporary residents do not have to pay the foreign buyer tax. But in Canada's two major cities, Toronto and Vancouver, temporary residents do indeed have to pay the foreign buyer tax. So in addition to Toronto and Vancouver, the foreign buyer tax also applies to the following cities and regions. So in, in BC, in British Columbia, it applies to the city of Victoria and the surrounding area around Victoria. Uh, it applies to Fraser Valley, okay, uh, which is east of Vancouver, right? So it, it's got like Chilliwack, Abbotsford in those regions. That's all in the Fraser Valley. It applies to Vancouver, of course, and surrounding area. It applies to central Okanagan, okay? Uh, and on the island, Vancouver Island, it applies to Nanaimo, okay? So you can uh, go in the notes of this uh, episode and, and click on a link and you can get more detail on uh, like a complete list of all the towns and cities. In Ontario, um, it's pretty easy to tell you which city or town. As of March 2022, foreign buyer tax is applied province-wide in Ontario. So absolutely everywhere in Ontario. Uh, all other provinces in Canada are exempt from the foreign buyer tax. Okay, And that's why um, Calgary is such an amazing place. You can literally purchase two homes for the price of one Vancouver or Toronto home. Calgary. How much is the foreign buyer tax? Um, it's 20% and it's due on the possession date of your home purchase. Also worth noting, the 20% foreign buyer tax cannot be included in your mortgage. Okay, You can't mortgage this tax. In addition to your minimum down payment for mortgage qualification, you must also pay the foreign buyer tax on the day you complete your home purchase. So for example, for a $600,000 home, you would require a minimum down payment of $35,000. That's the easy part. And get ready for this. The foreign buyer tax that you have to come up with is $120,000. Okay, so your total cash to close required would equate to $155,000 to buy a $600,000 home. Um, and of course, that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about in cities. Don't forget, not every city in Canada um, is in the foreign buyer tax region, so mainly Toronto and Vancouver and surrounding areas. Uh, to learn more about the foreign buyer tax, um, again, go to the uh, notes of this episode, and there's a link, and it'll uh, it'll hook you up. 
whether you're in BC, British Columbia, or Ontario. The good news about foreign buyer tax is that there are some exemptions. Um, as I have not yet, I haven't made a, a, a I'm going to do a separate episode to talk about foreign buyer tax exemption. So check it out. It might be up. I, I don't know when you're listening to this episode, but it may be up, but uh, uh, that'll come up in the future. So in the meantime, don't hesitate to reach out to me directly um, by engaging uh, either within my chat pop-up below or uh, in my in my website, or go ahead and give me a call or text me, 604-800-9593. Hey there, just wanted to break away from the episode to give you a little background about my brokerage and give you an idea of the team behind me that helps get your mortgage completed without a hitch and on time. The brokerage is called Home Financing Solutions, and it's a franchise of the Mortgage Center, which by the way is the pioneer of mortgage brokerages in Canada, established back in 1989. Back then, things were a little different. It used to take weeks to fund a mortgage, and the application process was grueling and labor-intensive. But that was then, and this is now. The process of getting approved and into your home or prompt access to your equity is seamless and swift. Absolutely every step of our process features the latest technology to collect, gather, adjudicate, and safely store your information. The end result is speed, service, and quality solutions. But we also recognize that technology is only as good as the human that is operating it. So not only will you experience the best that technology has to offer, you can also expect personalized follow-ups from Kelly and Justin, who are valuable members of my team. The three of us love what we do and continuously look forward to taking your calls and helping you accomplish your real estate goals. Call or text me at 604-800-9593, 604-800-9593, or look me up at homefinancingsolutions.ca. One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. And now, back to the episode. Uh, what if I am? What if I'm a permanent resident? So if and or when you become a permanent resident, you qualify for a mortgage just as any Canadian citizen would, and the foreign buyer tax would no longer apply to you. All right? So um, there you have it. Moving to another country is a gigantic endeavor. Um, I personally know and understand as my parents immigrated to Canada in the 60s. Um, so don't hesitate to reach out to me. Um, I'm available and, and ready to help you through the journey of purchasing your first home in the most amazing country in the world. All right, that's all I got for you today. Call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you are in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service in these specific provinces. And especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I'm very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome calls and emails from all over the world um, for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593 or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning into More Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.